Welcome to Social Anxiety Solutions, your journey to social confidence. My name is Sebastian van der Schrier and I'm an ex-social anxiety disorder sufferer. Thanks to energy psychology and the help of some brilliant therapists, I've been able to become anxiety-free and I'm comfortable and relaxed in social situations. Now on this show I interview experts each week from both Western traditional psychology as well as Eastern energy psychology and we'll explore um, various social anxiety solutions and each week we'll put new tools into your toolkit to enhance your social confidence. Uh, today I'm interviewing Sophia Cayer on improving thought patterns to aid in recovery and belief systems. Here is a bit about Sophia. Sophia is one of the only 29 EFT founding masters and has been devoted to a full-time EFT practice and has been teaching EFT since the year 2000. She was one of the five EFT experts who held war veterans and family members dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder from which the documentary Operation Emotional Freedom was created. Sophia credits much of the success her clients and students enjoy to her innate intuitive ability and the experience she gained through more than 12,000 one-on-one sessions. Thank you very much for returning to the show, Sophia. It's a pleasure to be here. Hmm. Um, yeah, so can you help uh, the listeners understand a bit the importance of integrating, improving the thought patterns as you uh, undertake that journey to social confidence? Well, I think uh, the ultimate goal here, uh, obviously, in reality, is that self-love and acceptance and not fearing constant rejection or negative impact in our interactions with with others. And so our thoughts uh, impact all of that, as do our emotions. And a really key importance is the fact that when we're dealing with uh, persistent or chronic anxiety, um, is that it definitely has a huge impact on our overall health and well-being. And so it's, it's really of um, key importance, I think, to understand that um, it's, it's not really a, a choice that we make to have negative thought patterns. It's not our fault that we're going through what we are. And if we just take our time to work through that and we have a deeper understanding of what we're experiencing it also makes it easier to begin to, to change those thought patterns. Hmm. It's all those, all those physical things that responses we have. It's, it's kind of like, you know, which comes first. There's no way for us to really truly understand that, even though they've tried to figure it out scientifically and there's a million arguments out there about it. Um, but when we're stuck in that place that keeps generating the anxiety and the lack of confidence, um, it, it can feel almost impossible to get beyond it. Mm-hmm. But it's absolutely key to not only our overall health and well-being, um, but to being who we want to be, to self-love and acceptance, which is really at the root of all of it. Mm-hmm. And... Um Correct me if I'm wrong, but what I 
um, what I hear you say or what I think you might be communicating is that it it is not just tapping, but it's also consciously changing your thoughts. Is that right? Yes. And the, but the, the great thing, and I'm glad you brought that up, Sebastian, the, the great thing is that EFT, emotional freedom techniques, can most definitely help us in reprogramming, if you will, that things on a subconscious level as well as the conscious level. Mm. You know, we, we start, um, I think that it's really challenging for anybody that's dealing with anxieties um, to get out of the, the loop, so to speak, um, where you make efforts to think in a positive way. Um, but it just feels impossible because we're dealing with the chemical spills in our bodies and everything else that are being created by the things that we're holding on a cellular level. Those experiences and um, reactions and responses, it just gets all tangled up and it can feel absolutely impossible mm. to, to get out of it or to break that pattern. But if we incorporate EFT as we work through those things, it's amazing what we can accomplish. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It can feel so unbelievably true a negative thought when you have you know, this overwhelming emotion that is connected to it. And when you're then in it, you know, when you, when you, when you just feel for sure that people don't like you, um, then saying, well, they do like me is a far stretch. And even if you take more cognitive approaches to, um, logicalize your way out of it. It's like, uh, you know, that, that's still really hard uh, going at it. And, um, yeah, using EFT, addressing the emotion connected to it. Well, the, that's, you know, another key thing that you bring up is, which I say all the time, you know, logic stands over here and emotions are over here and they just don't work together. Yeah. Um, and so we have to understand that we can take charge. We can be in, in more control than we think we can. And I think another important point uh, to talk about for a moment is the fact that I've, I've had this happen repeatedly, and I can actually give you a couple of examples of uh, cases that I worked on um, where people are, you know, I, I was born this way, I can't help it. And they feel that it's just completely beyond their control. I just came in this way. Mm. Have you ever had that experience with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so one of the reasons that I have found, um, and I've, I've had research I've done that's backed me up, <laughs> and I've done, is that you can be born that way. So it's why, why did, how did that happen? What made it so? Um, and two two examples I can give you. One was I had a, a mother call me with a teenager that she felt was absolutely impossible to deal with. 
And I was working with both the mother and the daughter because the relationship was completely out of control. Mm. And so, um, and the daughter did have initially an attitude that was a little bit challenging to work with. But what I ended up discovering and we worked on is that I learned that while her mother was carrying her, she was in the middle of an insanely chaotic environment And there was all kinds of trauma and drama going on. And we can't lose sight of the fact that that unborn child is impacted by everything that's transpiring in the world around them. Uh, You know, people who think that it doesn't connect with that unborn child are sadly mistaken. But because of her mother's level of high anxiety and all the constant drama, you know, it's it's all absorbed. There was an interesting study done recently. I started laughing when I read it about how um, they finally discovered that an unborn child is actually uh, startled by cell phones ringing. So it it has an impact, and that impact generates some of those chemical spills and that defense system going on to high alert before we even get started, before before birth happens. Mm -hmm. And the great news is that it it can, as in this case it was, once I discovered that's what had happened, um, just taking a different approach, we were able to clear those things. Mm-hmm. Um, another great example was somebody who said, I've never had a trauma in my life. I've just been a nervous wreck all my life. La, 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 la. You know, and I'm like, okay, but I've had this anxiety. I can't la, 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 la. Okay. So when it came down to it and we did a little more investigation, what I learned was the same kind of thing. Not only was this particular individual, um, during his mother's pregnancy, constantly surrounded by chaos and craziness, but he had never known anything else. That's the norm was chaos, screaming, yelling, craziness. Mm. And so it's no wonder that he was constantly that way, but he, he could not understand why. And so Accepting the fact that if you have those feelings, that those two can be overcome, that you're not permanently stuck with it, I think is is really important. But obviously that anxiety and that battle that goes on between our emotions and our thought patterns are something that absolutely we need to address. Um you know, that the thoughts keep creating. And when we are constantly anxious and anticipating the worst, they're not going to like me, so on and so forth. It's getting back to understanding that that self-acceptance is a huge key as well. So it's dealing with each of those elements, including the thought patterns, which we do have the ability to change even if it feels impossible. <clears throat> and if it feels impossible, that's always a great place to start, hmm. to start tapping, to see what surfaces. And if you can't understand where it came from, if you start tapping on that, 
and start that communication with your subconscious mind. Yeah, and and, and Sophia, what you're saying, um, indeed, it's um, in fact it's it's quite a large percentage of people that I work with that is not a, a, you know a specific single trauma that kicked off their social anxiety and boom now all of a sudden they're anxious. Uh, I'd say about 40% of the people I work with, they've had it for as long as they can remember. And um, what you're saying about, um, you know, uh, already having picked it up in the womb or from mom. We interviewed uh, Jackie Crooks, another EFT master, a couple of weeks ago, and she was talking about the same thing. And she was also talking about ancestral patterns and how that's uh, been communicated through. And, and since she mentioned that, of course, my... Uh, my reticular activating system is now paying attention, and I saw it passing by on Facebook. How it's now, uh, you know, scientifically proven that genetics are being passed, or that those that trauma can be passed through uh, via the genes, and uh, you know, there's some reason why you're dealing with it. In other words, and uh, whatever the reason is, you can uh, uproot it, and sometimes you, know, you don't even need to know what it is, and still you can work through it and. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because how would we know what somebody was experiencing in the womb, or what is an ancestral or a generational thing? Right. Um, but that can be approached in the same manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even, yeah. even if there is, when you can't find a clue, it's it's always a great place to to go to. Mm-hmm. And um, interesting thing as well. Uh, I just finished reading um, Waking the Tiger, Peter Levine, and he describes, uh, and so it's a book on trauma, and Peter Levine is a trauma researcher with 30 years of experience, and he does uh, somatic experiencing, or he he developed that, I think, and he uh, talks about how often the memories that we have uh, of trauma are actually not the whole trauma itself, but just fragments that our subconscious kind of put together. And it doesn't really matter whether it's actually the whole trauma that happened, um, because your 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 subconscious can just use it as a metaphor for you. And when you then just use that memory, and you tap on that, your subconscious will go in, you know, to the womb or to the ancestors or wherever it needs to be in order to, you know. Uh, to, to get that healing for you. So, um, yeah. Well, and the, the other thing that happens, uh, and, and I have great respect for Dr. Levine. Um, he's written some great stuff, but the subconscious takes in all of this and sees everything as instruction or direction. But the other big piece of it is that built in what I frequently refer to as like the, the protector hmm. will think that we need that anxiety, that it's somehow going to keep us out of, of harm's way. Um, and we're going to, I want to talk about self-awareness at some point as we go along here, because that's another key element Um, But a a real interesting uh, thing that I have had happen is that when we start getting close to, as we're working with EFT, things that are um, our internal system says it's not safe to go near, 
it, it will have a huge impact on our breathing. And I had uh, one situation where someone, the closer we got to the core, um, she absolutely stopped me and was gasping for air. Mm. Okay. And we started, I, so we started to work just to help her breathing return to a normal state. And as we did that, when I could hear her breathing a little more easily, I dared <laughs> to introduce some slight little positive. And she misinterpreted my words and what she came back with. And I was trying to say something to her about something working with her, whether it was body, mind, and spirit or whatever words I used. And what she came back with was, hell no. But she had her, her mind, and so we immediately, of course, switched to that. And it was all about the defense system, that it wasn't if she dared to allow herself to breathe naturally or any, you know, it was absolutely she was going to be vulnerable or she would get lost in the emotion and totally lose control. So, again, it's that subconscious level, but all of a sudden, bam, that surfaced. And she was very aware and also shocked by the reaction that she experienced emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. So that, that deeper level and knowing that that communication with our subconscious mind, whether we're dealing with this lifetime or ancestral, whatever it is, that wherever that came from, that we can tap through those things, even if we are clueless as to what the the root is. Yeah. And especially if if you're listening to this and you've, you've tried a lot of these things and you, you, you know, you, if, if, if you're stuck at any point, then you want to you know, find some outside help to, you know, someone who can hold the space for you and can help you do that detective work. And, you know, as Sophia is describing, uh, you know, her, her client, even with her guidance, uh, as soon as they started getting closer to the core issue, all the defenses came up. When you're trying to work through this by yourself, and and that happens, then it's 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 a lot more challenging. Can you say it, something about that? Yeah, it can be yes, and not only challenging, but it can be very frightening and discouraging. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and it can leave you thinking that you're in a spot that you can't get out of, which is simply not the case. Does it take some persistence um, and patience? Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, but but knowing that uh, you don't going it alone when you are dealing with something of this nature is is just not the wisest thing to do. But there's a lot you can do on your own um, to to help the process move forward. Um, you know, the I, I laugh when I read some of the articles. Um, about well, just just change the way you're thinking. Yeah, or don't don't don't, don't think that. Um, you can't. You know, we don't necessarily have that 
conscious control all the time. And so that, again, that communication, not only with ourselves consciously, keeping in mind that when we have those conversations, that even if we can't believe everything we're saying, we're starting to reprogram things on that deeper level. This is the old thing. We are a product of everything we take in, whether through all our senses. And it does race through our body. You know, it impacts every cell of our being. Mm. But, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and, and what EFT, you know, once you start incorporating EFT, once you start using the tapping, that's when you start tapping into the subconscious, if you will. You, yes. Well, you're at, yes, and and having direct conversations, hmm. uh, and and, a, and an important thing that I have found is thanking not only our subconscious minds but our every cell of our being for doing everything it does everything every day hmm. without us even consciously thinking about it. So it's thinking about anything that you can be positive about or grateful for. Um, because, again, that gets absorbed and makes a difference. Um, as we endeavor to improve our thought patterns, what's, what's important to understand? Well, the, first of all, it's... it's it's not your fault <laughs> where you find yourself hmm. that you're not broken or defective. And that even if it feels impossible, um, it, it can change. And some of the very things that we were talking about are actually part of those issues or aspects to all of this. Um, that when we realize that it's, it's, we may feel that it's totally out of our control. And when our anxiety is high, we're convinced of it. Um, but you still have that ability. It's just understanding that you can generate that, that balance and you can have more control than you think you can. So uh, how would we begin to approach that? The biggest piece, <clears throat> I think, to all of this is, uh, you know, again, it's self-love and acceptance, which we obviously are having a hard time with if we're dealing with that constant fear or they're not going to like me. Um, if we, our, our breathing is a, is a big indicator, barometer, if you will. Um, if we're consciously aware of what's happening with our, our breathing patterns, that's a great place to start. Um, the other thing is when we find ourselves um, with thought patterns that are chronic, you know, they're, they're, they're going to hate me, they're going to laugh at me, whatever it is. When we realize that those thoughts start, it's like creating it. You're, you're building on collective consciousness. You know, it's like, whoops. So when we start making, when we catch ourselves doing that, if we can make notes about the things that we're stuck in, those thoughts, those chronic thoughts that are negative, um, and we start 
attempting to change them. And in the beginning, as you said, it's, if I can't believe it, you know, that's, that's stupid. I can't do that. And realize that we can tap through those things. But also trying to make an effort, even if you can't believe it, to change it and see it differently. And it also goes along with uh, the way we say things, the way we approach things. Um, when we, just as an example, you know, I have to go to that event and, oh, my God, I'm dreading it, all of that. Um, if we can start turning it around and attempting to say, again, even if we can't believe it, um, I get to have a chance to meet some new people, to have some, to have a great experience. It, it does begin to make a difference. But if you, even if you, if you say it now, just the, the phrase, I have to, and I'm dreading it versus I get to. If you notice the difference in the way it feels in your body when you say I have to versus I get to. Mm. Try it. Try it just for the heck of it. Yeah. You know, I have to go to this party. There's a sense of uh, obligation. I'm forced to. Someone is holding a gun to my head and I have to do it. And I get to. It's like... Uh, you know, it's an opportunity and it's almost like, a, you know, uh, I'm allowed to go, I get to, it's like, yes, right? And uh, it's, it's a bit of a jump, but my coach hammered on this, uh, especially this example, actually, because my, my speech was littered with, I have to do this, I have to do this. And uh, we at some point had a rule where I had to pay, I had to pay money every time I would say I have to. And there were a couple other words as well. <laughs> Well, then you, 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 you unlearn it pretty quick. <laughs> but um, on, on a practical level, so you're saying um, these repetitive thought patterns that people have, which also show up in people's speech patterns and the way they behave, a way uh, you want to start catching them. So what would you say being, to that? Yeah, being absolutely, that's exactly the, the point. Um, catching them and jotting them down. Right. Making a list. Yes. Yeah. So that you can not only start coming up with different ways to say things, um, but so that you can also tap on what you are experiencing when you say them, you know, what, again, what does it feel like? In, in your body, what you know? What are you experiencing when you're doing that? Um, it's it, like you said earlier. It is. It's a jump to go from <laughs> one to the other, but it can be done. And and even something as simple as uh, tapping on, even though at least a part of me feels the need for this anxiety convinced that it protects me or doing something of that nature, um, it can help have a calming effect. Because getting out of that, like the loop we talked about before, like I, I can't get out of this. 
So, say someone listening to this is like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to catch some of these repetitive thoughts that I have and I'll take my notebook out with me uh, today and uh, you know I'm going to jot them down at the end of the day to come back and they have 10 negative repetitive thoughts that they caught. What's then the next step for them? Well, understand if if they do understand where they came from or why they feel that way, like following that trail backwards, um, that can be tapped through, but also taking those and seeing how it could be flipped. Sort of like what we spoke about a moment ago. I have to versus I get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and going through that and being, again, it's, it's that constantly becoming more self-aware the more we can focus on being self-aware, which it's, uh, in itself can be challenging when you're dealing with anxiety, um, is important. And even if that self-awareness is, I'm, I'm constantly anxious. Starting to begin with that, remembering again that we're we're reworking the program, we're rewriting, we're rescripting. The subconscious. We're helping to let that protector part of us know that we're safer than we think. You know, it's like the, the difference with what we're talking about with this type of anxiety versus a, a, a typical anxiety, like the the anxiety we felt in a the the almost car accident, where you know we we managed to avoid it, and whoa. You know, we might share the story with a friend or whatever, but it's easier to process that and let it go. And, you know, our body goes back in our minds to a natural state of being, a more comfortable, balanced state. But when it's persistent or chronic, then our bodies and minds are reacting and responding in a totally different manner. But we can harness that power and turn it around. But that self-awareness, being more mindful of what we're feeling, begins to begins to change things, because it can become the norm. Um, I've actually had people that have had that experience as well. That are absolutely uh, again, it's that defense system. So it takes a while. They can't imagine when they begin to feel more relaxed. A lot of times they experience. Fear hmm. of of being relaxed, right? Because the the old, old habits, <coughs> excuse me, old habits die hard has never been truer than in this kind of a situation. But with the self awareness, with taking the pieces that we can work with, and just seeing it as a gradual process that we can step through, and going after, for God's sake, like things like, I've got a list somewhere of all, you know, some of the common things, um, the beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, I can never do that because of my anxiety or, you know, I'll never get over this. Um, all of those things, um, you know, I'll never be able to do that. I won't, I can't, I always blah, blah, blah. You know, it's stopping with those things, which have become habit, 
in knowing that you can tap through it and get beyond it. But that self-awareness being a lot more mindful of what is triggering and what you're experiencing. So when you take a common thought such as, I'll never overcome my anxiety, which is um, you know, something quite rampant, I'd say. And, and you're aware that this is a repetitive thought that you have. And now you consciously come up with a better thought, such as, you know, perhaps with EFT, a new approach and some help, I may be able to overcome it. Or, you know, something even more positive. Um, now you have something, uh, you know, so using your self-awareness, you can catch yourself in the moment of when that, when that thought comes up. But what I hear you say, if I understand you correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> is uh, we can also do work around the repetitive thought itself using tapping. Yes, the, the repetitive thought itself, you know, even though I, this is the way I feel, this is the way I think. Can, can we I, tap on that in particular? We, we, we can tap on that. Um, there's one other thing. Sorry, my train of thought here. Um, the other thing that's that's key to that, I definitely want to tap on that, but um, the emotion that's attached to that very thought, because the emotions and the thoughts, you know, it's it's, it's back to that one in, one effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're angry feeling disillusioned, feeling despair, whatever the emotions are that are attached to that thought are important to address as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and often it's multiple emotions, right? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. There can be a boatload of them. Mm-hmm. So that's another great thing to do with those thoughts that you notice is to jot those things down. Because if you remember, the emotions are driving, you know, that's what's behind it. That emotion that gets triggered by what's happening internally on a, that, that chemical spills and gen- who knows? It's, well, that we, we're, we're getting closer to understanding it. But um, I think that if we, it's, it's back to knowing if we own our power, even though we don't feel capable, even if we aren't feeling capable in the moment, if we can trust that we can get there a little at a time, regardless of the level of anxiety we're dealing with, mm-hmm. it's, it's really important. Mm-hmm. And it's a full issue. Uh, and I just want to simplify um, for people listening the understanding of this. So you, you might have that thought, I'll never overcome my social anxiety and I'm pissed off. You know, I'll never overcome my social anxiety and I'm so ashamed. I'll never overcome my social anxiety. I'm so afraid that I'm dealing with this forever. I'll never overcome my and so on and so forth. Right? Exactly, exactly. When we can tie, the more we tie the emotion to it, um, the better off we are, the greater, the better results we're going to have. Um, and here, here's a, let me give you a perfect example. So that tying what we're feeling physically, the thoughts, the, um, all those responses, those, all those interactions that we experience. Um, I had someone with a pain issue who thought that I was 
absolutely crazy because I had been, they didn't say that to me up front. They just acted astonished afterwards. But (laughs) we went after the emotion about the pain as well as other emotions they were experiencing because of things transpiring in their lives without even directly incorporating working on the pain. And there was a, an astonish, the, the astonishment came because the pain levels had dropped from like an eight or a nine down to a two or a three, just, just by addressing the emotions attached, the thoughts, the beliefs. It's amazing how that works, huh? Sure is. We're complex little creatures. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry. You had asked me about tapping on. Yeah, on that on that thought, on that conviction. Like, you know, I'll never overcome my social anxiety. Okay. So, again, as you said, um, tying in an emotion is a good thing. Um, embarrassment is another huge one that is typically attached. Mm-hmm. Uh, shame, as you said, all of those things, and you know, a lot of times there's there's more. But if you want to pick one, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, shame. Okay, yeah, shame tends to be right out there in front. Hmm. Okay, so let's let's just tap together. Okay. Even though I am deeply ashamed. Even though I'm deeply ashamed. Firmly convinced. Firmly convinced. I can't get over this anxiety. I can't get over this anxiety. I'll never be free of it. I'll never be free of it. I choose to trust. I choose to trust. That there might be hope anyway. That there might be hope anyway. I choose to replace this thought. I choose to replace this thought with the idea with the idea that I'm beginning to be free of this now that I'm beginning to be free of this now all this shame tapping on the top of your head all this shame sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) okay Uh, I'll never be free of the eyebrows, I'll never be free. To the outside of the eye, all this shame. All this shame. I'm stuck with this under the eye. I'm stuck with this. Under the nose, all this shame. All this shame. I simply can't win. Jenna simply can't win. To the collarbone point, or maybe I can. Or maybe I can. In under the arm, in spite of this shame. In spite of this shame. I'm going inside of the wrist. And this conviction. And this conviction. To the top of the head again. This belief, I'm stuck with this. This belief, I'm stuck with this. I choose to be open 
to the eyebrow point, sorry. Choose to be open to the possibility. I choose to be open to the possibility. That I'm letting go of this shame. Sorry, guys, that I'm letting go of this shame. Underneath the eye. That I'm moving forward. That I'm moving forward. Underneath the nose, convinced. Convinced. To the chin point, all things are possible. All things are possible. To the collarbone point, you've got to be kidding. You've got to be kidding. Underneath the arm, it's simply not true. It's simply not true. Inside the wrist, it's not true for me. It's not true for me. Or maybe it is to the top of the head. Or maybe it is. To the eyebrow point. No, it's not. No, it's not. To the outside of the eye. Of course it is. Of course it is. Underneath the eye. No, it's not. No, it's not. Underneath the nose. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. To the chin point. It'll never happen. It'll never happen. To the collarbone point. Of course it will. Of course it will. Okay. Nice deep breath. That was just a obviously off the cuff, throw it together kind of thing. Um, but the other thing that that came to mind, obviously, or through <laughs> came through intuitively as we went through that, is the value of that argument tapping. Hmm. Um, the, the yes, no, yes, no, can the yes, yes, it will. Yes, because that also kind of starts rewriting, shaking up the the, the internal script at the same time. Hmm. How did that feel to you? Well, I'm not dealing with the problem, but <laughs> I, 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 from experience, I know that that uh, feels really validating because yeah, one part of me definitely wants to overcome it, and and you know, I, I would sometimes feel that hope and conviction, and at other times, I would be totally devastated, hopeless, never, I will forever be stuck. And first time I w- was guided to do that or I tapped along with something or whatever or the case may, whatever the case may have been, that back and forth of, you know, no, I can definitely not overcome it. It's impossible. And then it's like, no, I will overcome it. It, uh, yeah, it, it just made me feel uh, more whole and uh, kind of integrated and, uh, yeah, a big sense of relief, like a sense of validation. It, it, yes. Yeah. The, the the cool thing is that when you're tapping, even when we're focused on one particular bite or aspect, piece of the puzzle, um, is to remember that we also, the borrowing benefits isn't just for groups. We literally are borrowing benefits internally because the other things are actually getting addressed at the same time. So if people get tangled up about words, um if they can understand that if they just focus on the, the feeling or the thought, again, noticing what they're experiencing physically and keep tapping, it will make a big difference. Hmm. Yep. So they have this thought, I'll never overcome it. They come up with a more empowering thought 
and you know they are more self-aware they catch themselves in the moment of you know when when they notice an old repetitive thought like i'll never overcome it come up they do what they can to replace it and at at home in the privacy of their home or you know whenever they find a place to tap they do something similar to to what we just did that definitely can help again it's it's not losing sight of the other the other elements that tie in um the the gratitude thing that i mentioned earlier that that again is important going to uh, conversations with your subconscious mind and tapping as you're talking to your subconscious mind especially if you're in that boat of i don't know where this came from mm-hmm. And you and understanding that that those defense mechanisms that keep you stuck where you are because the belief is that it's not safe to be relaxed, it's not safe to be confident. Um, keep keep driving all of this. Let's let's talk about that uh, a, a bit more, and I'll I'll share with my understandings and correct me if uh, if I'm wrong or if you have a different uh, perspective. But what I think I hear you say is um, we want to kind of make friends with the part of us that is producing the anxiety because a part of us perceives danger. You know, the fight, flight, freeze response gets activated and now we're flooded with anxiety. And that anxiety is really there to, you know, either run away, um, you know, fight the danger that you're dealing with or freeze in place when you have nothing to do. And so the response is there in order to serve us, though in the moment it doesn't feel like that at all. And it is often a response that is misinformed because there's no real danger. We just perceive there to be danger based on stuff that, you know, kind of happened to us and wherever that may come from. And so currently you might have a relationship where you really hate your anxiety and, you know, you're, you're judging, you're, you know, you're angry at your subconscious and so on and so forth. And is, is, is that what you're? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and it's not only that, it's understanding, uh, like we were talking about before with what goes on in our subconscious. Um, it, it's, it sees everything that we say and think. It's, it's taken as direction or uh, instructions. Hmm. And so we need to start rewriting that. And so tapping on, um, having an open communication, realizing that even if, and realizing that if we see the subconscious as the enemy, that it's absolutely not the case. It is as Dr. Larry Nims, who created uh, Be Set Free Fast, uh, has always said, it is actually our good and faithful servant. But if you don't give it direction and instruction, if you don't help it understand that the dangers are perceived and not actual, then those same responses keep taking place. It came same chemical spills, the same alert system is on in high gear. Mm-hmm. So addressing it very directly and, again, uh, offering gratitude and just tapping as you have conversation about it, getting to those deeper things that we mentioned before 
um, addressing those things that, you know, even if, even though I don't understand this, thank you for protecting me, but I'm letting you know that was then, this is now, whatever happened, you know, if I need to know, thank you for offering the clues, but, but just continuing to go after the thought patterns that you don't understand. And if you, you are angry at your subconscious, which is very understandable, um, knowing that it, it thinks it's working on your behalf, that it's following your instructions or your the instructions of your, your body and mind. So approaching it that way and seeing it as a good and faithful servant as opposed to something that's beyond our control is really important in tapping on those very things. Yeah, or but believing. Speaking direct, but speaking directly to the subconscious mind hmm. as we do it. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not an entity that is out to get you and make you make you anxious and you know destroy your life and so on uh you know uh dr Bruce, yeah dr go ahead (laughs) Uh, uh, dr bruce lipton talks about uh how you can see it as a tape recorder so you know it's been gathering all that information so, you know, you're criticized all the time, you're criticized all the time, you're criticized all the time, you're, you're subconscious like, okay, well, that must mean that, uh, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm always doing it wrong. Boom. Now that's just a program in there. And, uh, you know, the, the program or the strategy might then be it's like, I got to do everything perfect, never make any mistake. Boom. Now it's running a program. And you keep it, your subconscious will keep running that program as you, as you go through your life. And it thinks it's serving you. It's just operating based upon all the information. And unless you update it, unless, as Sophia says, you communicate with it and you give it new instructions and you let it know, you know, that was then and now is now and these are the new things, then things can start to change as it is your loyal servant actually wanting to serve you. Yes, and that remembering that those thoughts, you know, we're back to that (laughs) back and forth here, that that loop, Um, those negative thoughts that you're thinking, those negative things that you're saying, your subconscious mind is going, okay, that's what we'll do. You know, as in, I can never get over this. Yeah. Your wish is my command. Exactly. Right. And there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and whereas when you change that to, you know, I am overcoming this, boom, now that's a, uh, an instruction to your subconscious. And then it's like, okay, you're, you know, your wish is my command. And that's exactly. why it's so important, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I and I choose to be over this now, and I'm thanking my subconscious mind for hearing me clearly and following these instructions, hmm. or whatever you know, whatever feels right to you. I mean, there's not precise language that's going to do the trick, um, but it's it's again what resonates for you in your situation. Hmm. So that that's a huge thing. Um, there's just there's a multitude of ways to to approach it. 
And I think that's another really important key is to understand that while we're, as we're talking about all of these things, that each individual situation, which I've said forever in a day, is unique unto itself just as we are as individuals. So understanding that and accepting it as opposed to seeing it some other way is, is important um, and knowing that as those thought patterns change, you, it's only going to help you more and more achieve those, those goals, reach that point that you want to get to, um, where self-love and acceptance feels like a possibility instead of you um, beating yourself up um, the way that we tend to do in those situations. And that's programming, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were, what I've, I've said to clients frequently is you just took over the job of whoever used to be the critic, you're doing it for them now, yeah. you know, since, since they're not there to do it, you're, you've already got it programmed, but that program again can be rewritten. But with the thought patterns catching that and, you know, I choose to do this or I am getting over this now. And, and again, that gratitude to every cell in your being for working with you and knowing you do have more power and control than you think. Hmm. Sophia, um, if there was something I could have asked you that would have allowed you to share something important, what would it have been and how would you have answered it? Wow. Um, you know, this is a topic we could talk about all day long. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what that would be. If there was another question you could ask, what do you think that might be? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think uh, we covered it quite well. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a very broad topic. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, as much as possible, um, you know, have us communicate as, as, as succinct as possible about a topic that's not set in stone, right? And, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think to summarize, you want to uh, make friends with the, your subconscious, the part of you that's, um, you know, bringing up the anxiety because it perceives and uh, perceives you to be in danger work with the actual causes for why it thinks you um, you know you're in danger and Sophia go ahead I think that a, a critical piece is remembering that our thoughts with our thoughts we are constantly creating so we can be unaware of the fact that we're actually feeding our anxieties. And challenging as it may be in the beginning, it's just a little at a time knowing you can get there. If you can keep that in mind that, you know, the, the old thing about thoughts become things, um, it, it applies to what we're experiencing physically and emotionally. Hmm. Um, again, keeping in mind that all of that stress and anxiety that we're hanging on to and the negative thought patterns does have an impact um, 
on our overall health and well-being. So it's just knowing that even if you don't think it's there, somewhere inside of you, that courage and that ability to do this is there. We wouldn't be listening to this right now. Hmm. Hmm. You wouldn't be seeking an answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, Sophia, thank you very much for sharing. Um, where can we find out more about you? You can go to sophiacare.com, and I can spell that for you if you'd like. Yeah. And it's S-O-P-H-I-A, C as in cat, A as in apple, Y as in yak, E as in ever, R as in ready, dot hmm. com. Nice. And you can find um, her website and other things we discussed as well on the show notes page, which is socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash Sophia 2, the number 2, <laughs> because it's the second interview. All right. Thanks again, Sophia. Thank you, Sebastian. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Now, to help you overcome your social anxiety and get you started on your journey to social confidence, I would like to give away to you my social confidence starter kit. And that consists of my 28-page ebook, How to Overcome Social Anxiety, my 11-part video course, Social Confidence Now, as well as my story, How I Overcame My Social Anxiety Completely. To get that, you can go to socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash bonus. When you check that out, you can immediately start to release some of your social anxiety, gain some emotional control, and start feeling more confident. All right, again, you can check that out at socialanxietysolutions.com forward slash bonus. Looking forward to connecting with you next week again. Bye for now. (laughs) 